I am super excited to announce that we now have a formal partnership with the Prospect Wizard. And when I say wizard, I mean wizard. Obviously, you have a website. This allows you to convert your website traffic visitors directly into leads. It's not just another chatbot, and it's not AI, but it allows a visitor to call, text, or leave a voicemail. Immediately goes to you, your sales team, or anyone else in the club. Instantly, MIT shows a study that if you contact the lead within 10 minutes, chance of them converting goes up nine times that of the average. We got the Atlanta clubs on it, Vita Fitness, Gold's Gym, Mountainside, City Fitness Philly, College Park, become one of the next Halo companies to deploy the wizard. It's easy to use. Go to theprospectwizard.com, get a free 30-day trial. Talk to my boy, Dave Gallon. He will get you all set up and let the leads flow based on the wizard. Go get them. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks. I have the pleasure of bringing Jim Ludwig from Naples Central, which we will call the epicenter of pickleball, which I have attended many times and excited about getting down there with my paddles. So Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Peter. Appreciate that. So, you know, the industry has been around since 1965. We got our uh, PB1965 to prove that uh, from a branding standpoint. So talk about when you got involved, how excited you are about the opportunity and, and what kind of area within the category you're attending to play in. Oh, thanks. Um, I got involved back in 2010 down here in Naples playing at a small local country club and realized quickly, uh, again, ex-tennis player, how fast the sport was going to grow, but also the potential for us older folks and uh, with the sport. So we quickly outgrew the uh, country club that we're at, and I went down to the local park and saw all this open space. There were eight tennis courts and only a couple of them are being used. Um, from there, I went to the approach the county and uh, put in a few pickleball courts to start it out with. And over the years, I've run dozens of tournaments down at this park. And again, we started out with a few courts and we now have 64 courts um, at the facility. We run the world's largest pickleball tournament, which is the U.S. Open. I'm very much part of that with partners with Terry and Chris. And uh, all these tournaments I ran down through Naples area found that the weather was becoming very frustrating for me. When you run several tournaments a year, there's several opportunities for you to obtain the name Rain Man. And believe me, I many, many tournaments, you end up on an afternoon or a day rain out, the wind was blowing. And finally, I said, geez, there's got to be an avenue for indoor events. We ran into Randy. We've been friends for a number of years. And I started thinking, well, where are you going to grow the event? They're running uh, high schools, gymnasiums. But what we experienced with the U.S. Open, we started out with 800 players in 2016. We went from 800 players to this past year, 3,000 players. We had over 800 players, excuse me, 4,800 players sign up to be part of this year's event. Well, you can't grow like that inside gymnasiums or basketball facilities. You need some place that you can be consistent and grow. And being in the elevator industry, 
many places in Boston area, I was building elevators and convention centers. That is wide open space. You can start out slow and grow, and there'll be plenty of room to grow for years to come. The other thing I loved about it was the weather. It doesn't rain, it's no sun, the weather's consistent, sun, excuse me, lighting is consistent. And the first year we used the regular court surface or the surface that's inside a convention center, which is a polished concrete. And we didn't have a lot of complaints, but there was a lot of concerns. And this year we decided if we're gonna run an indoor event, we want everything to be like outdoors except for the rain, the wind, and the sun. So we've contracted with Pickleball United to bring in the flooring so that we have an outdoor surface indoors with a perfect environment. Let me let me rewind for a second and talk about almost like a tutorial, if you will. Somebody's in a location. They go to their municipality. They say, hey, look, we've got this nice park. we got some swings. we got some tennis courts. We need pickleball courts. Here's the, the, the benefit to the community. Here's the cost. And here's what, what the go-for plan is. If, if there are people like you that are in a community and they're like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting stonewalled by potential investment, um, how did you go about making that happen? And, you know, is there a playbook for communicating with municipalities about how to get something like this accepted and funded? Good question. It, when I first approached them, they didn't even know what pickleball was. And That's what I figured that. <laughs> so it wasn't easy to convince them, but I was being a USAPA ambassador, I was able to bring up a lot of information and documentation that showed what the growth of the sport was doing. And especially the nationals, uh, USAP nationals and how big they were getting. And this is way before the US Open came to play. So my initial goal was is we had empty space at the park we worked with. And the first space we had was a roller rink, that outdoor roller rink that was dilapidated the walls were falling in, and I was able to convince the county that first thing, the roller rink wasn't going to be used. And let's take that area and try to make it into pickleball courts because there's a demographic down here in Naples that's going to love it. And sure enough, the demographic at that time was that the average age was in the high 60s. And so they, bid on and they invested a small amount of money. Um, just that all they did was paint the courts and that was it. We had temporary nets, temporary dividers, um, but it quickly grew to the point where we were given lessons down there and more and more people were coming every day. We so showed that there was- for, Were people paying for the court time or is it free that, court time? Good question, Pete. It, that's where we led into next is why not because we're investing this money into the courts, is charge the people to play. And we come up with an initial structure, it was menial, it was $25 a year. But the county bit into it because it was low, their constituents weren't gonna complain, and found that they could make a little bit money to justify doing the courts over. 
Well, we grew so rapidly that that $25 added up quickly. And we filled the courts up within a matter of the first year. Those first courts were getting filled up. When you take a look at um, what's allowed to be done at a community or municipal park, are they making any money on, on advertising or is that kind of totally just not part of the business model for a municipality? Uh, no, they don't make any money on advertising. They make it strictly on, at that time, they were making it strictly on the participation from the players. And now gotcha. we have in this park here and lots of uh, communities are doing it, is they're putting a pro shop or a restaurant and that's how the community or the community parks are getting revenue. They're getting a return on their investment through the players that are going in. And right now in Naples, they work off of a percentage of every dollar that's brought in, which helps justify the improvements that have been made down here in East Naples. Got it. So when you kind of now take a look at convention centers, I've been at my share of, uh, you know, buying a 10 by 10 booth, thinking that, um, all right, here's what our budget looks like. Um, and then I got money for uh, for Wi-Fi. I got money for like flooring. I got money for cushions. I got people that are allowed or not allowed to bring materials in based on however the, the convention center is kind of like, uh, you know, structured or, you know, labor unions kind of allowed to you know, do certain things and not allowed to do certain things. When you take a look at the convention center space as a, as a, a venue, how's that worked out with like controlling the costs and also you don't really have as many vendors, right. To, to, to absorb some of that cost per square foot. So how have you kind of looked at convention centers and maybe like registration fees to cover that, you know, fixed cost of running one. That's a very good question. And, uh, you know, we're looking at several convention centers around the country right now, and there's different cost structures with each convention center. Um, some are more expensive than others. Well, our goal is to, Look at these other venues, which right now we have a, an agreement with Las Vegas and Knoxville, Tennessee, and we're working on one with uh, not, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So we're thinking that when you get into an, a, an event center, that the costs are a little bit higher than you anticipated, that we can still bring a quality product, but hopefully our other plans will help take care of the difference in the cost structure and bringing in other venues, I believe that we will have more sponsorships because they're gonna be seen all over the country as opposed to going to the same area, if you will, year after year. This is Pete Moore. I wanna let you in on a little secret. There's this company called Promotion Vault and what they do is they give out rewards from retailers that allow you to incentivize your members without having to do zero down and one month free or giving away shakes or giving away t-shirts. What you want to do is build a rewards program that lasts, that people value, and that doesn't discount your own products and services. So here's the deal. There's something called Rewards Vault. The Rewards Vault is going to allow a member to set up their own profile. They are going to answer questions. You are going to get those answers. You're going to be able to target those members and you're going to reward them inside your club, inside your spa and outside of the club and outside of the spa to get them to become loyal, to get them to pay their monthly dues and to be rewarded properly. 
for the actions. A lot of companies are cutting back on rewards. You shouldn't be. Promotion vault, your answer. Trust me, this is real. When you take a look at, you know, the Naples event that I've been to twice now <laughs> as a fan, the, those, that location, I mean, I go there because it's the U.S. Open, right? And the name the U.S. Open, so I'm thinking, okay, this is kind of like the, the granddaddy of them all. Are, do you, who owns the U.S. Open brand and, and name? And is that something that, that you're able to port around? So it's like, you know, Western regionals in, in Vegas, you know, U.S. Open. Um, do you use the U.S. Open brand or are they just basically a client of yours down in Naples? They're, they're a client of mine. I, I'm a consultant for them um, because of my work in the community. Um, I have a background in logistics. So we work well together. They, Terry and Chris come up with the ideas and they say, okay, Jim, this is what we want to do this year. And then it's my job to figure it out. So that's how we work together. But no, I'm not commingling the U.S. Open name with what we're doing. Uh, so w- when you go to different venues, are you do you have a name that you're using to, to go there or are you basically customizing it to whatever that localized community is? That's a good question too, Pete. We're going to look into that. We're looking into it right now. The Right now, it was the first event, which we started actually back in 2019, is called the Atlantic City Pickleball Open. And initially, it wasn't my plan to grow as fast. Um, with COVID in place, we had to put 2020 off until 22. But we are right now with all these other venues coming on on the um, on our schedule, we're looking at to have a name brand that will encompass all of the other venues. And then when you take a look at, we've been doing a lot of research on. There's a lot of investment coming into the space, whether it's on you know, the leagues, whether it's the teams, whether it's the the, the brands that are trying to sell um, uh, apparel and accessories. When you kind of take a look and say. All right, this is where the industry is is going. Do you do you attach yourself to certain brands down the road, like in, in golf? Like there's always, you know, th- there's FedEx Cup, if you will, right? There's um, you know, different venues are associated with different brands, and they kind of renew that annually. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not that skilled on the uh, on golf right now, but it used to be like the Humana Cup or something, and. You know, you had different different groups locally. Are you getting a lot of inbound requests from large companies that have, you know, 100 plus million dollar budgets that are saying, hey, you know, I want to get into the space. I'm, I'm not really sure how to do it yet. Um, who should I attach myself to or what kind of what kind of venue should I attach myself to? And following question is when you do an event the first time, you know, you might not have that sponsorship, but it's going to be an investment in the next year. And how do you think about that? Well, you're right. What we're aiming for is a non-endemic sponsorship. The one, the uh, companies out there that yes do have a large money that they can invest into it, and that uh, are attracted to our players, which are over 50 years old. Uh, last year we had Merrill, which is a Bank of America company. Uh, Dietz and Watson was another one. So these are companies that are non-endemic. And, and I feel for the endemic people because I've been working with them for over 10 years, always reaching out, say, 
please give me a please give me a uh, sponsorship. And they have so many tournaments, as you well know now, that it's difficult for them to be spreading their money out everywhere. So our sure, goal sure. with this with this uh, our plan of ours to bring this tournament around the country is to find a non-endemic. Uh, client that will want to name the tournament after this their uh company gotcha and then as we looked at the rating system um that's in place i think it's called duper for uh dynamic pickleball i'm gonna get the rest rating system maybe how how much do you view that as kind of like the bible on different people's you know ratings or or how much of it is um you know you're doing your own kind of application to say okay you're allowed into the to the open at given that you were oversubscribed last year the system that we're using right now because we're working with the USAP the United States America pickleball they're they're following what they call the UPTR which is their form of a rating system Uber came along I'm going to guess about 3 years ago so maybe 4 time flies by when you have a fun but their their system is uh, working to a point where one day I believe will be a quality way of rating players. And again, we're right now we're using the UPTR program with the USAP. How much of my rating is related to how good I look on on the court from an apparel store? Maybe from well, PB sixty five, you know, from fully branded head to toe. I think most important. <laughs> So, so basically, that gets me. That gets me like a four, and then I kind of my skill level gets me from there. Basically, almost like a trampoline for my rating. Pete, if you're wearing PB nineteen sixty five, it gets you a point and a half of every game. It's kind of like if you go to a club and you're like waiting online, and they kind of like pull you in like this. You know, back in the day in New York City, like a nightclub, like they want you in there. So uh, that was a little plug for the PB nineteen sixty five brand to get me into the uh, into the open. Um, but but on a serious note, is, is, are you are you comfortable with how it seems like it's almost like the Wild West to an extent, or the Wild, you know, southeast southwest of uh, southwest of Naples, um, Florida. You know, how much of this is are you getting comfortable with? Uh, like, hey, things are going to kind of fall in line here, like most industries do. Um, but right now, there's still a lot of moving pieces. There are a lot of brands. There's a lot of rating systems. Are you are you confident that things are going to kind of fall into? like a naturalist succession of like, here's where pickleball was now, like it's more mature, kind of like tennis, I think is, is pretty more, pretty mature when it comes to the population that plays and their ratings. And uh, I don't know, I'm probably just pontificating here, but Jim, get your assessment on like, where are we in like the pickleball evolution of industrialization, I guess. No, it, it is. It's improving tremendously. And, uh, you know, I can see, when I first started running tournaments back in, you know, 13, 14, everybody was just signing up and they put down, as you heard, they would put down a, a rating that was below what they really were at. And you know, we called them sandbaggers. Um, but now with the UTPR system, the duper, it is slowly coming along. I have seen a great improvement and the number of players uh, that come in and sign up and it's pretty pretty good now i mean i see though we were a long way away you know another five ten years i think they'll have one good solid system that everybody will be able to depend on 
And that's what I'm counting on. This is Pete Moore. Here's the last tip for you of the podcast. We are partnered up with a company called Higher Dose, higherdose.com. They are the leader in workout recovery products, infrared technology, LED light masks, neck enhancers, and other products such as PEMF mats and sauna blankets. If you have not gotten on the workout recovery train yet, your time and your stop is now. You got to get these products in there before these workout recovery and spas end up saturating your market. Having your members walk out of the club and going into one of their locations for 200 bucks per month where they're paying 39 to you. Let's become an expert in workout recovery if we are already an authority in workouts. Higher dose, check it out. There's a wholesale code and we look forward to helping you augment your products and services to meet the demands of your members. And hey, let's get people happy, healthy, and sweating. And the recovery should be just as good as the workout. If I can just expand on a little bit um, of what you asked and what Jim was talking about. I think this sport is definitely still in its embryonic stage. Uh, I've been using the term also the Wild West. It's being run with a pencil and piece of paper for some time. However, all of a sudden now you do see tournaments where they're using um, the digital scoreboards and really making it look like a professional event as opposed to just a bunch of like paper signs, basically, for advertisers around the court. Um, But I really believe that this sport is going nowhere but up. And one of these days, you're going to see companies like IMG coming into this sport because the numbers are going to be there. The um, sponsorship dollars are going to be there. And you're going to see this as a sport no different than what we see with the U.S. Open that's going on now in tennis. Mm -hmm. Um, We just think it's going to elevate the game and the sport. Yeah, agreed. We're, We're equally bullish on it. And Jim, we, we use this term halo health, active lifestyle outdoors um, instead of like the health and fitness industry or health and wellness industry. So what we're trying to do is really kind of lean in on the DO of halo outdoors basically is pickleball. And what we're trying to do through capital investments and helping people get money into this industry, the halo sector at large, is to really say that, you know, pickleball has helped solve loneliness, diabetes, <clears throat> obesity and, and mental health and a number of other, you know, waterfall and everything else that you could have as a, as a potential issue. I feel like this is the cure. Uh, I mean, it's actually a cure where you don't have to do R&D research to find a drug. You know, all I need to do is just get people to actually show up and those things will, you know, eradicate themselves. So in, in closing here, Jim, any any quotes or any words of wisdom or any, uh, any sayings that you have, um, you know, through your years, a business and um, and pickleball that you want to uh, you want to close out here with. Well, pickleball is for all, and anybody can play it anytime, no matter what your capacity is. And we have donated thousands of dollars worth of equipment, not only to schools, but also to Special Olympics and uh, veterans organizations because everybody can play this sport in one way or another. 
And that's what I love about it. And that's why I'm so wrapped up into it, because I want to see this sport grow beyond the everyday Jim and Randy and Pete and David. I want everybody out there playing the sport in one fashion or another. Well, 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 it's great to meet you. I look forward to seeing you in person. Um, I think what you did in Naples by getting the municipality to actually invest in those courts is probably kind of a, a spark or, you know, you might have lit the match here. Not, I'm wearing an FDNY hat, so it's probably not the best analogy. But I feel like that having that venue and having people experience that for me was, you know, an aha moment. And that's that's one of the reasons why we're so excited about partnering up and making sure that this sport proliferates the way you do. Uh, because, you know, they, there was something that came out and there was like another $500 million of uh, health care costs because of, you know, pickleball industries, uh, injuries. But I would say there's probably $5 billion worth of benefits from it. They forgot to leak. They left that out of the article. So uh, let's keep keep things rolling forward. And I look forward to being part of your, uh, your journey here and just help spread the word. Great. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. Appreciate it. Thank All you. Right, guys. Later.